I'm Trin Collins, and welcome to the podcast, More Friends. Here, we will be reconnecting with the artists and writers who have come to the island over the past 10 years. Lighthouse Works is a nonprofit dedicated to giving amazing people the time and space to focus on their work. Each month on the podcast, I'll interview a former fellow, diving deeply into who they are and the themes they keep returning to in their work. We aim to share with you our friends, these lovely and marvelous thinkers and makers who we've met over the years. After or during the episode, make sure to visit our website, lighthouseworks.us, for more content, including images or links to some of the topics we cover. So let's get started. On today's episode, I talk with Kaveri Reina. Kaveri is an amazing painter who was on the island back in March 2018. We talk about what she's been up to since then, the mysterious material of burlap, embracing slowness, and Moreau's advice. Stick around. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No, totally. Stuff. I didn't know she was going to be teaching and yeah, all that. No, sharing space with your... Yeah. With your people. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Um yeah, of again. <laughs> yeah, that was like what September of last year, I believe. Oh my gosh, it was so September, long October. Ago. Yeah, yeah. such a long time ago. Um, and I feel like I've maybe figured out some of my tech issues. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Um I, you know, we're we're sorting it all out. And and one of the things, we're going to have a new website. So you get oh, ready nice. for that. Yeah. And this will all be on the new website. It'll be on the new website. And then they're going to have this like really cool way to interact with our like alumni list. So it'll oh, just nice. be like, be much more user friendly. More and you've sexy. Done more of these since the I've last done time. more of these. I've done more of these. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, have you gotten it's better? It's real. I think I've gotten better. Um, yes. Uh, but you had a show in the meantime. Oh, no, you you had work in the armory. I had work in the armory, yeah. And I had showed you the work in the armory. I think those were like the six paintings. Yeah. How did the and armory go? Army went well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's an art fair and it's catered towards a certain type of people, I guess. Not- tell, me, tell me more about that. I've only, I, you know... <laughs> I've only been to so many art fairs. I feel like I've like quasi worked one or two, but I, I'm not a pro. Yeah. So I-, I mean, ideally I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, it's, I like the gallery of course that I show with. And so, and they, and the other artists that I was showing with Noe, mm-hmm. uh, it's a Mexico city based artist. And I work really, I think went well together. He, he's more of a sculptural, uh, artist, sculptural based artist, uh, using a lot of like, uh, found materials, um, then also working in ceramics. So I thought there was a lot of like bodily elements in his work and my work and the scale shift from like a larger, since these were like really large paintings and his were like kind of really small. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like the, the scale shift and he had some installation too, like hanging from the ceiling. And then most of them were on a pedestal. I personally liked how Patron organized the booth. Um, it was like this conversation between him and I, which I feel like a lot of booths, I don't know, sometimes it's overload of things, you know, and oversaturated so saturation of colors. And I fe- felt like 
Um, I didn't want to do that. I, but I don't know if that was like the right place for. Did you have to put your foot down? Were you like, this is what I want? Or do you feel a little bit like they're in control? No, they weren't bored with anything that we would want to do. Um, Yeah, they were like, do whatever, any paintings you, you know. And I knew I had like six or seven months to work on these. So they knew that I was working on a series to present together. Um, yeah, they were they were su- highly supportive of everything. Yeah, I think overall it went well. I went like the first day early in the morning just to see the install and then left like in an hour. <laughs> um, it's And then I was hearing comments from the gallery and people who went. Um, you know, it was also, I think, the first real art event or like a fair during covid and there was yeah. freeze but then this was really just like people were vaccinated and they mm. felt like they could just they do were feeling anything. good yeah it was pre pre omnicron we were in that yeah, like sweet pre, spot <laughs> and like right before like holidays and not right before but like you know beginning of fall like when people were getting back to new york after summer mm-hmm. i felt like this was the first art event so yeah, I heard it was really packed, but then it was also like really slow at times. Um, people's attention span wasn't as much as in the past, like where they're like actually really looking. And that's why I also question like, it was that, is my work really like for an art fair where, I mean, it's like I a don't longer think conversation. Any, any right? Like is. I don't think anyone's work is for an art fair. And I, right. I would probably argue that if it's like designed for the art fair, then it's like it's designed for no other place. <laughs> well, it's like I, I would I just want more time. I just want people to sit with it. And I feel like an art fair is just like a booth and you like walk through it. You shuffle around and you try to like whatever grab grabs your eye. And then if it doesn't, then you like move around you know, move on. So I don't know. And you're like looking at people and people are looking at you. So it's like one of those, like, is it like the Amish prisons or whatever, where they designed it. So everybody's kind of looking at each other and it becomes like, and you're maybe like, especially during the pandemic too, we haven't like seen people. Maybe I ran into a few people from Chicago, even though I went like Thursday during the VIP time early in the morning, Mm -hmm. I thought I would, I would skip all that. But then there I was, I was just like running into people and that was already awkward. So I felt like overall um, I was getting good comments here and there from people that knew the work and were surprised by the different um, different direction that I had taken it in. Um, so I think, of course, there were people who were like, oh, we couldn't even tell that was yours. Um, oh, I don't like that comment. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I actually like, a crazy comment. I feel like, do you have eyeballs? Because I was like, I don't think it's that different than, you know, last year or the year before. So, yeah. You I just think, feel like, like you haven't are, been keeping up. Sorry. People are thrown <laughs> off by like color shift. To- like, you know. Interesting. And, interesting. And this new material that I was, even though I've been working with graphite for a while now. Uh, but I think. Uh, the paintings were specifically chocolate brown background and lilac. So they were just very dark already to begin with. So it was like, I was trying to bring lightness out of darkness. So it, I just felt like I was excavating light through this like background that already is dark because usually I'm working on like a lighter surface, like cream or like white burlap um, or even yellow, but this time around, it was just so dark for me to work on a series that it just felt like I just couldn't see. 
like a lot of times and trying yeah tr- i can't think of another word other than excavation like i felt like i just could i was what just was like the trying to figure it out impetus to do like was the burlap itself chocolate brown did you buy chocolate brown i wonder if i mentioned i might have mentioned this last time but uh but uh no so this place this textile discount store that i get my burlap from in chicago um is i call them and <laughs> this was last year i called them I'm like hi like i'm i'm the person who buys all the burlap <laughs> and i was like can i have you know like my same uh, cream and i wanted yellow and i think like light blue they didn't have any of those colors they're like oh no. we're not getting these colors and if you want to wait like four weeks or something for cream. And I was like, what? No, I need to like paint. And then they're like, okay, well, all we have is chocolate brown <laughs> and lilac. <laughs> so it was really just per chance where I was given this. I was like, okay, I'll take You're like, it's everything. a pandemic. <laughs> I'll like, take what I'll I take get. All, I'll take all of those. Like basically they had like two bolts of both the colors and i decided and they to send get it to you so yeah that store ships it to me like they've done it before Amazing. and uh yeah they're very nice and yeah so i got it in like within a week and i was staring at it and i just was like okay maybe i could dye it like cream or white and i was oh. like oh that just seems like such a so I just took upon this as a challenge, challenge, like, you know, it's like per chance where I just got this material and I have to like respond to this material. Um, I like that you give yourself choice. challenges. I do. And I feel like I've done that more so during the pandemic on top of it being a challenge uh, <laughs> to survive. Uh, I think for some reason there's this satisfaction in, I don't know, struggling. And uh, but I don't think it's like I'm it's not like I'm in pain. No, I know that no. I will get through it, but it's just it it's just discomfort. Feels, it's pushing discomfort. you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sweating in the studio, but I'm I'm okay with like sitting there for like a week and trying to figure out what the next move will be. I'm not in a rush to uh and I think I was when I was at Lighthouse Works, I remember just like that was the first time I started drawing, but I also just remember that I was constantly wanting to be on to the next thing. Mm. And I've just realized maybe just through the last year that I'm okay with sitting with one thing, like just embracing slowness and embracing just letting something marinate for a little bit. And I'm not even thinking about the future, you know? And I think that was really hard for me, but I'm glad that I that I'm learning, you know, that slowly where I'm taking a month, a month and a half to just work on one painting. I'm keeping, like I'm doing other things, whether I'm reading, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm just like hanging out with other people because I'm learning that like painting is just not just painting. Like I'm a maker at the end, but I I feel like before I was just like making, 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 then not even thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I think now I'm actually thinking. You're getting wise. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the work has gotten slower. <laughs> I mean, I love this idea that like painting is also learning because yeah. I feel like 
oh my God, I could do this the rest of my life and I would still not get to the end. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I still feel that, you know, I'm, I'm applying the graphite onto like one area for a long time and just realizing that it's not going to get any darker than it is. (laughs) (laughs) So you're using just like loose graphite. No, it's, it's actually like uh, graphite sticks. So they're like okay. chunky graphite sticks that I'm using. And depending, you know, there's like range, whether it's like 6B, 2B. But yeah, they're chunky. And so I see the graphite like diminishing. But I don't see that it being darker. Not on chocolate brown. Not on chocolate <laughs> brown, not on lilac, even on cream. So I did, I did find cream burlap recently and i think there's that one painting i sent you that's Mm. on cream and um even with that i really think it's a that they're stretched b that it's burlap Mm -hmm. c that it gets it gets really loose already because i'm painting from back and front so it's there isn't that tightness so i'm just applying it over and over in this one area it's just not it's piling up, but it's piling up, but it's not getting darker. But maybe my eyes are messed up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm it's, curious about the lighting in your studio because yeah. I feel like the darker. Well, it's all natural light, so I go in, in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I'm sometimes there ten thirty, sometimes earlier eleven max. I'm surprised you don't have a uh, like a consistent color balanced light source because that just would blow your mind really well it's yes. like, the, like the galleries have um sure maybe i mean you might find a light source you like the best um but it's like yeah. just that you go in every time i mean this isn't very old-fashioned but you go in every time and you're like okay great it looks this way and then yeah. when i come in tomorrow it'll look the same way unless i do something I mean, I kind of love the romance of just, you know... Uh, I think I'm lazy with the light stuff. Someone else mentioned it. I was going to my studio one day and my neighbor... It was like a gloomy day. It was yeah. really gloomy. And she was like, oh, you're heading to the studio, isn't it? A bit late. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it was like noon. <laughs> and I was like, shit, she caught me. And I was like, yeah, I'm walking over. But, you know, just the gloominess is kind of, you know. Um, and she's like, then she went into this whole thing about lights. She's like, you know, you can get daylight situate in your studio, oh, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I don't know. But yeah, I never looked into it. Um, I'm, I'm you fine. should. Yeah, go ahead. You should do it for sure. Because you could always shut it off. But at That's least true. will give you like, More. I feel like at the end of the day, it's a little bit like, when you have a part of your studio that's just like white that you can look at the painting and not right. see all the like marks and stuff where you're like, oh, okay, that's what it'll look like when I bring it to this other place. Because right. ultimately it's going to go under the the gallery lights eventually. True. Um, it's very true. Yeah, I, I'm going to try. Yeah, I'll talk to my landlord if there's a way to like control the lighting or like if he can help me with like do you out. have like um fluorescent light like is it like the long it's just skinny like guys? the long fluorescent i don't even use it honestly so the lights are turned off mm-hmm. until it actually gets dark which now is like early like 4 30 i'll turn them on 
they don't do much. I tend to leave. I tend to stop painting around then anyways. Yeah. Um, so I have on since a long time, since actually moving to New York, New York, I've even in Chicago, I had a really nice studio with a lot of natural light. So it's yeah. always been, I mean, the light in Chicago, I like more actually, especially during the winters. I feel like Chicago can get really grim. Sorry. New York can get really grim. Oh yeah. And Chicago, you think Chicago is brighter. Chicago is much brighter, I feel. And it's I think colder, the late, though. it's colder. It's definitely colder <laughs> and miserable. But I still feel the light just makes you just want to do things. And it's not as grim as New York. We Even had a couple walking, good days. Today was sorry? a good day. Today was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, today was a good day. No, you're right. It felt almost like summer or it, spring inside when I was in my studio. If I If I couldn't look at the snow... <laughs> It felt like because my, there's like my studio is really warm, so it didn't even feel like. Um, yeah, when the sun you're is still, like out in the same studio, you're still yeah. in this same studio that I saw you in like a million years ago, pre-pandemic. Like, yeah, so now the the windows are new, uh, which is mm. nice because during the win- winter it's much much warmer, and it, the view is clear because the windows are just brighter and nicer. And then I also have the studio next to me. I had the they took half the wall down so I can use that for storage. So this, Ooh. I have a little bit more space and I have the light from the other studio coming into mine too. Um, yeah. And I like, well, it, that's yeah. a whole other, I mean, light is a whole nother yeah, sort yeah. of thing that when you right. get annoyed and bored, you can just be like, I, I need, need to fix to. this problem. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think um, that's but it's working for into. you, obviously. Um, Maybe it's a struggle you know, I enjoy. I don't know. Or maybe that's just laziness. I don't know yet. Or maybe um, you're just like counting time. Like you're like, it's time to go. I can't see the painting anymore. Bye-bye. I mean, yeah, I haven't had like, yeah, I, because the, I was at a gallery recently uh, in Lower East Side and it was on a fifth floor and no windows, but it just felt weird in there. It was just so yeah. like. It was like a ah, casino where you're like, what kinda, time is it? Where am I? Yeah. And it was like definitely late. It was 7, 6.30 p.m., you know, winter. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it's dark outside and miserably cold. But inside, it just felt like so strange to be there. This light was just so strange. Like it casted like a light, like a blueness on top of each other. It's just like on the skin. Yeah. It just wasn't fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so like maybe it's a whole different topic. But maybe I, I when you make it big, you're gonna say like, you can really only see my paintings if there's a window. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also gonna be a, a podcast stickler. I'm gonna that microphone. I think is scratching against that shirt. Oh, oh, I know. Watch out. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble with my sound I don't guy. Anything. Oh, but well, you can tell. I can tell. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the the listeners. You don't want oh. to use the third time, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. It would be so nice. Um, okay, so when you were at Lighthouse Works, which was back in 2018, correct? It was pretty gloomy. It was March. Right. Um, you were the first session of the year, and um, you only brought drawing stuff. Right. I I had some burlap here and there, but like really tiny, um, mm-hmm. like 
blend by 14 and a half and some like small paint tubes. So I dabbled here and there, but yeah, primarily I worked on like 25 to 30 drawings that were blend by 14. Um, I was at a residency before that I was told that I should draw more. So I took <laughs> this upon kind of like, you know, um, uh, six weeks of just drawing and I'm glad you that really I did took, that. You really took that advice, like hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like, you know, it's a very intimate residency and I, I just, and the studios are huge and, you know, we have the, the view of the ocean. And so I just felt like, yeah, I should, um, just slow down and just work on this one medium. And especially didn't want to deal with transportation. And I'd done that, like, uh, the residency before, uh, where I had to like, I was working really large and I had to ship. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, I'll just try working small and just with paper on paper with graphite and see what that does. And I'm so glad that I did. I think it opened up a lot for the following years. Cause you work a lot from drawings, right? Sometimes. No, no. But since no. then I have been oh, before, okay. since before, before that, I had not, I hadn't drawn at all, honestly. I mm -hmm. wouldn't even draw in my sketchbook. At Skowhegan, there, there was a thing where people had sketchbooks constantly with them. Oh. And they were, like, drawing each other. And I was like, oh, what's this? I mean, I knew <laughs> what it is because people were doing that at undergrad, too. But I didn't, I never did it. And then, but Lighthouse Works, and towards the end of Skowhegan was the first time where I started drawing. Mm -hmm. and and then i realized like the importance of drawing um and so now i still look at those drawings from lighthouse works because i one side of my studio has a lot of those drawings and then the other side i paint mm -hmm. um so sometimes when i'm blank i don't know where to start i'll start with like a snippet of a drawing that i did in the past like in 2018 and then we'll start with that um and then, of course, I keep drawing like I but I haven't been able to draw as much in New York as I like when I was in Ohio during the early stages of pandemic for six, seven months, I was able to draw there. So you're like Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, that like, you, you sent me that thing, which we will post um, right. oh, because okay, it's cool, hilarious. Yeah. The interview yeah. with him. Um, but he basically is like, I can't get anything done right. in New York. It's so busy. It's, like it's so busy. And there's so much construction and so much like noise, like car, like honking. And um, I just can't like even it's hard for me to read. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was I was trying to read today at studio because I try to do that before leaving maybe for like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. And I was having a hard time doing that uh, <laughs> just today. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, it was like six six fifteen, and I was trying to read, and I just, yeah, it's you need some noise canceling headphones. Yeah, but then the thing is that I feel like there's something there. Like I have those like tiny ones that you can, you know, the what are they called? I don't like know. not the not the big ones, but like the wireless ones. Uh huh. And I wear those, but then I. Yeah. But do they cancel the noise? That's the they question. They cancel the noise, but I still have to have something turned on. Oh. So I can't. Or else you feel music. like you're an airplane. Oh, yeah, or like I can still hear things. I think I, I, I really can't hear when I have stuff on, like music on. But I can't turn the music on while I'm reading. I'm now remembering that you would listen to music and sing in oh, your studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Do you do that to your in your studio in in New York? It it happens still, yeah. But I don't have like people around me, so I don't know. Uh, oh. I know I can. There was a someone in my studio the other day, like a friend, and he was just doing his own work, and it was the first time. I had someone there working and he was like, oh yeah, you were singing here and there. But I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, you sent me an image of a piece that you made in undergrad. And I'm curious, um, you said that you were shocked at how many similarities there are. I mean, this is what I love because I feel like we're all just digging the same hole and we just don't know it the whole time, you know? And yeah. so I feel like when you look back at older work, you kind of are like, oh my gosh, I, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I feel like I'm getting somewhere, but. No. Yeah. I, so when I was home, uh, just like this past, it was like, uh, December, early January, I was at my sister's and I, so they have this painting of mine from undergrad, I think it's 2010 or yeah maybe 2010 uh a painting that i made in at mica and it's giant for that time it's like 70 by 70 wow it's on um raw canvas uh and it's stretched on like you know the square stretcher and and i'm using um charcoal mm-hmm. and for some reason uh i knew that they had it but i it just really struck this time around looking at it because the work that I was doing in the studio just really resonated with it for some reason. I mean, I don't think it's just the material, but also I feel like um, it's much cleaner. Like, I mean, the painting in 2020 is much cleaner, but I think there's the physicality of the mark making, the aggression and um there's a movement there. There's movement. And then j- just the, yeah, just the heaviness of the imagery, I think, is coming back into the work. And, and, and but I also think like, of course, the graphite is also very similar. Um, charcoal I'm also using here and there a little bit. So yeah, I, that's why I sent it to you because I was scrolling through when you were asking for studio photos. I haven't been taking that many because I've been painting slower. So I don't have that many photos, but I passed through that one that I took early January and then I was like, Oh, it's that reminded me of like how, yeah, how we're not, how it's almost like a circle. I feel, um, it's not, you know, of course there's ups and downs, but I also think we're constantly revisiting, even though I, I was just telling you like in 2018, I did those drawings and then I still revisit them. 2018 mm-hmm. isn't like that far long ago, but, um, uh, but then 2010 doesn't feel that far away either. Um, I think of it now. like a spiral, like you're kind of like not, or it's like, you know, like you're, you're kind of going in the same area, but you're not always in the same spot every time, you know, like we're technically growing up, <laughs> you know, years are passing and we're aging. Uh, and of course there's like new experiences uh, every day. Um, maybe not every day, like maybe, yeah, here and there, but I feel that work. Yeah. It's like, even the past work seems like an extension. Is it like the, the ideas are similar, but your ability to express them is better. 
you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the ideas are probably at that time, I didn't know how to word the idea. Like, I didn't know how to, like, talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think the imagery probably stuck with me. And now I probably understand. Now I understand better what I was doing back then. Um, And I think just distance and time from a period really helps you see it in perspective, right? Like you're, you're so much in the moment and maybe like 10 years from now, um, I'll get to see the paintings that I'm doing now in a different light or something, you know, I I think the time and distance really helps. I love Um, visiting paintings that other people have of mine because I feel (laughs) like I remember making them and then it's like, Whoa, but my, my question to you is, What's your policy on on family having your work? Do you I, this is sort of like I don't know insider baseball, but like do you do they have to buy them from you or do you loan them to them? Like how does that work? So my parents have uh, they've no never never for money to any of my family members unless they uh, you know really persist. Um, and if they do, then it's, it's just like not the price that it would be at, uh, um, sure. you know, it's I'm like, okay, like hundred bucks, 500, you know, something Is there like any, very low. Are they like consistent on like, I like this piece. I really want this one. It's uh, so this was, again, that painting was undergrad and, um, I didn't really have, like a studio or storage Somewhere to put really. It, yeah. yeah. So my sister and brother-in-law, they really liked that one paint, that painting and they did actually buy it. Uh, they did pay me. It was like in this art, what was it called? Like a auction or something oh, uh, okay, back yeah. then in Ohio and art center auction in Columbus. And they decided <laughs> to, uh, bid on it and um so that's how yeah and and then but then my parents have many paintings of mine from high school from like early undergrad and they hang they're literally everywhere the house <laughs> um there's one Kaveri, another Kaveri. <laughs> just like but yeah that's just um they just have them because they were there and then they're like, we might as well just hang them and we really want to see them. So yeah, they're, they, they, yeah, it's just, they just like living with them. Um, but no one else has really my, Oh, and then my cousin in Canada, he actually bought a painting of mine a long time. This was, that was also an under undergrad time. Um, but yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause I always, I, there was a teacher of mine once that was like, don't ever give your work away. Please don't ever. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But then, you know, you have family who are like, oh, well, what about that piece? And you're like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It since undergrads in that time, I haven't, um, I haven't really done that, but, um, but now they don't have even the wall space. So I don't think they would ask me anymore. <laughs> well, I get, so many compliments on the piece that's oh, in right. my house. The yellow one. Yeah. Ollie really likes it. And I always <laughs> have to tell her not to touch it. <laughs> I was like, this is Ollie delicate. She um, She is two years and then like 
three months maybe okay so like she was born like what to during pandemic or a little kind bit early of. so she was born in october 2019 and then oh. we sort of oh, like okay, okay. had the pandemic that right. next spring so spring. it was like a weird it, it was like right when i got out of maternity leave it was like the whole world. although technically the pandemic is how already has started elsewhere but so they say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um, um what do you wear clogs i saw a picture do you wear clogs i do uh well, they're you... like these birkenstocks um that i got last summer not for studio but oh. just for like other places uh <laughs> because i uh but then i started wearing them at studio too because uh, i had to like really wear them to get used to them um i've tried those on before and i thought hmm and i have to wear like thick socks with them in the beginning mm. and now i'm fine even with that studio barefoot just wearing them with no socks but um because i used to just wear shoes like tight like shoes that have laces <laughs> because i felt like i'm like walking around so much in the studio i need something that's like fully um but yeah now i i wear them yeah and it's comfortable mm-hmm. i'm always curious but not crocs you know. crocs I've, i have friends who wear crocs i just can't I just can't buy them. They just are just so I can't stand them. Like, okay. So I have a question about the burlap. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to make you repeat it. Um, you, you work both on the front and the back of the piece. All right. And you're pushing paint through the burlap both ways. And so it kind of creates this almost like weird, you know, if you're looking at the the back, let's say you're pushing it in the front and you're looking at the back, it almost has this like digital quality to it. It's got like a pixelation. It's kind of interesting mm-hmm. texture. I mean, sometimes yeah. you wipe that away, I'm assuming. Wipe the oh yes because sometimes when I'm when I'm painting from the top, you really can't see the open weave as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, because acrylic is really thick, um, so it hides. Um, I forgot you're in acrylic. Did you switch? No, I've, it's always. always been acrylic. I have actually never painted with oil. I've only painted in oil in undergrad at Micah during foundation painting one. Oh, and I did not enjoy it. That's so interesting because I recently switched to acrylic for oh, really? just, and you're just not enjoying it. It's a giant learning curve. Right. And I feel like it forces me to work so much faster. That's so fair. then suddenly I'm like, oh my God. And I I can't Well, there's a slow drying medium so you could try. I which I tell know, my students. I, I've put some in there. I try to make this like <laughs> this concoction to sort of like imitate the linseed oil. Um, But I also want to keep the like pigment high, you know, I don't want to like goop it up so much. Because of Ollie just toxic or just a little bit. Yeah. And then I just sort of was like, um, you know, I'd stopped painting when I was pregnant and then breastfeeding. And then I thought like, well, let's get back on the horse here. And like, even if I'm breastfeeding, I can do a little, painting it's not a big deal but um uh it's kind of blown my mind it's it's set so quickly here's my biggest problem it's very quickly yeah two paintings touch each other that are acrylic and they like stick to each other 
Yeah. So that's, yeah. So it's like a sandwich, really. Yeah, but it's like always permeable or something. It's like always kind of alive. It doesn't lock in. Like if I put like two old oil paintings together, it's like, right. They won't fuse. Right. Yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, I never, I really, I never really enjoyed oil, but maybe I also didn't give it like a chance because painting one, it was just, just didn't really enjoy that class. And maybe mm. um, it was just, you know, we do still lives and all the, like every week, maybe that that's why. I don't know. <laughs> but I just remember like getting really muddy really quickly with oil. Interesting. And just wasn't able to get like, like a fresh color or something. I don't know. I just, I just remember that. And since then I, and then I just switched to acrylic um, and then never decided to go back. And then also the reason was that I was working with on raw canvas. Right. And I liked the idea that the paint was like seeping through and like um, didn't really use gesso ever to seal my canvas. And then slowly after grad school, during grad school, I started working with burlap and then didn't want to, you know, if, if I put a sealant or gesso on burlap, then I'm not able to paint from the back and front. So I guess the oil just like never came because, or I it never just, worked with it just yeah. because it just wasn't really necessary. Um, I like this idea of, of things seeping or like absorbing that like you're into that you know yeah and like so yeah so in 2015 i started painting from just from the back of the burlap where i was um just manipulating like figuring out the painting just from the back so I would turn it around i had these like was, i started painting 70 by 40 so this particular size and i had like these four paint cans like gallon paint cans and then i would turn the can, uh, burlap, stretch burlap on on the stretcher around, turn it around, and then just paint from the back for how long I wanted to. If it was a day, two days, three days. And then peek here and there to see if it's going through, uh, but not really like fully seeing what was happening. And then I would turn around, turn the painting around, you know, when I thought like it was ready um and then i did that for like a month or two months where i was just painting i think i made like three four paintings where i was just painting from the back mm. and then after that i realized that i wanted to respond to the the marks from the back and the front um yeah and then i just i, I thought it was like again i didn't have words for this then and now i feel like i'm over explaining so if i you know what i was doing then the process just seems so new and exciting and it still is. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't know why I was doing it, but it was, all, it was like this dance, you know, this, uh, backside wait for it to dry. I had hair dryers, fans, because it's like, uh, I was also using house paint back then. Mm. So the paint was really thick and, um, uh, it was taking forever to dry and I was pouring a lot and I was like using squeegee, yeah, it was really, it was, I would, yeah, it was just really like full body experience. And there were like giant, like long paintings. Um, and then waiting for the one side to dry and then turning around and responding to the, um, 
front was finding on the front side. Um, just using like a lot of tools, whether it's spoons, whether it's squeegee, whether it's like a giant brush. Um, so it was more abstract. Um, and then slowly I started painting from the, sorry. Yeah. I already said, yeah, I painted from the front, but then I was working at the ancient Byzantine department at the AIC. And I was looking at a lot of, I was just assisting the, it was just, it was like a, uh, the person who was the assistant was pregnant. So I got this job to fill in for this assistant while she was gone. Um, so I was just helping the curator look through what pieces to acquire, which I had no knowledge of, mm, but then it was fun shopping. to like look at, yeah, for the AIC. So it was fun to just like look through Roman pots and a lot of like imagery was of like animal forms, a um, mm. lot of like amputated animal, just like bizarre, weird animal forms or like, um, so I would take that, print them out in color like these giant printouts and we just take them to my studio. And so, yeah, I feel like a lot of the animal forms in my paintings definitely started coming from that. And then the work started becoming a little bit more figurative or like, you could be like, Oh, that's an apple or maybe mm-hmm. it's an orange, but like you, you kind of tell that it's some sort of an apple or some, sorry, some sort of fruit. Um, so things become started becoming more recognizable, but yeah, so the back and front still is, going and it's gotten like sometimes i'm not like not every painting i would say now is back in front maybe there's like one painting in there now that i'm that that's not painting from the back at all Mm -hmm. so it's not really a formula it's really just if i feel like it if it's in the moment i'll you know and if the idea calls for it i'll you know go about it um but yeah no so not every painting has that but I would say 99% of them do. <laughs> Maybe there's like one out there that, you know, I don't do the back and front because the graphite is another material that's been, that's come into, come into place since uh, 2019, 2020, really aggressively. So I would say. Um, and that is also connecting to this like history of you having like very physical, you know, engagement with the, with the piece. Yeah, no, totally. And especially in the summer, I think I mentioned this uh, before, but like over the summer, it's really, it's, it's hot and um, it's sticky. So the graphite (laughs) really like is all over me. Mm. My face, my hands, of course, legs, like wherever you know, and I go home and it's like, take a shower and it's like all black. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Residue. But yeah, the point is that it's it's a very physical experience when I'm in the studio. I try to wear gloves most of the time, but when I don't, you know, it's just, yeah, it gets everywhere. It's messy, mm-hmm. sweaty in there over the summer. I enjoy working with graphite over the winter more because it's just like more pleasant. It's not as sticky in there. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still hard just because, yeah, it's it's a material again that like, I think I'm already setting myself up for disappointment. I'm learning uh, just because I'm burlap is just a material that I don't think 
Like, I just know that graphite is not meant for. Right. Um, I, I, w- I can work on paper. I can wor- work on, like, board, wooden surface, wooden panel, and it would work great. Um, but, but yeah, I think just knowing that it might, it, it won't get me the results that maybe I'm looking for, but still wanting to use that medium. It, 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 again, it's like fighting with the material. There's, there's a lot of times where I'm like tired of burlap because mm-hmm. it's not really a fun material to paint on. It's not as pleasant as like canvas. It's not as smooth. It you probably have to go back and go back and go back to get and there's sometimes like you think that the paint has gone through but it hasn't Mm -hmm. um even though the pores are closed but it just doesn't go through maybe it's because the paint isn't thick enough maybe there's areas where it's the weave is tighter than others so i feel like it's really it's a mysterious material Hmm. uh it's just it's just one material one uh uh one painting might look very different than the other yeah it's just because of even if it's if it's the same bolt or burlap i just feel like the weave shifts painting to painting for me at least and also how you stretch it uh really mm-hmm. um i mean i stretch them myself but sometimes you see there's like a what is that called like a is it called moray. like moray yeah. yeah so it's like that when you take a photo of, if i take a photo of this laptop right now you would get this like effect um so sometimes yeah it does that there's a lot of creasing that happens to, so yeah so it's I have to iron it a lot before stretching so it doesn't have that. Yeah, so the material is like all it's it's a lot. It's to deal with. A um, friend of mine um for a while was making these like very fastidious linen like paintings on linen. Mm-hmm. And he was taught, I think he was a studio assistant to someone who was doing like crazy work. Um uh he was taught that to count the like threads. Mm-hmm on the linen to see that it was square that there were like okay there's let's say 180 on the top let's make sure there are 180 on the bottom it was like yeah. oh my god that's psycho wow i know where it's like burlap is like it's just by its very nature oh it's yeah not, it's yeah. just yeah it's just a little bit yeah i mean i painted a linen from the back too it of course is not as open as burlap um but yeah i I embrace the weirdness you know my niece who's five years old um she facetimes sometimes and the first time she saw like the one with graphite her comment was like oh that's like ew that's a hairball like that was like her comment i, and I was love like, that and this is this is a person who has never said anything negative or <laughs> anything like you know about my she came to the show of mine in chicago she was like running around she's like oh these are beautiful like i'm so glad like you they're up blah 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 and then suddenly that was february of 2020 i remember and suddenly i think like five six months later when i when i started working with graphite she's like ugh hairball and i and i I cracked i was just like laughing and she was like put some color in there oh my god (laughs) she was like giving me critique (laughs) but yeah so it it has like it's it's hairy you know this material it create it's already like weird and it's um it's not smooth at all people um 
wear clothing who can't afford cotton. Wow. Um, this is like in certain parts of India. So just imagine like this material on your body, you know, like especially in the heat on top That's of that. Wild. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's very rough and yeah, it takes up a lot of paint. It's just not really you know, it comes in rice, you know, rice back rice come in it, coffee, beans. So it's used for like it's like a bag that like is a container. It's utilitarian, yeah. Utilitarian. Yeah. So it like takes the shape of something that whatever you put in it. Um but yeah, then I like the idea that it has like this again, like this physicality to it, this rawness, this bodily. And I just wanted to paint on it. Um, because just like seeing it around with these bags. And then also just in growing up in Delhi, we would get them and then throw the bags away. And then I don't know, I, I just constantly was like, oh, we're using these. There was some so, sort of connection as to like um, throwing away the material that the thing comes in and just wanted to like kind of give it this elevation. Um, and again, I didn't know this in 2015 that I was doing this, but I feel like looking back at it and finding reasons perhaps like why you're doing what you're doing just made me realize like backtracking like the history of this material and when I saw it when I would see it around and all that I think just really oh can you hear this I can that's my dad I'll I'll have to tell them that just give me a second here you're like I'm super busy they'll keep uh calling if I don't uh, text. <laughs> they just don't stop. Uh, I like that tactic as a parent. <laughs> oh yeah, I. There's been many times during my Zoom class, um, that they'll just do it. They're like, "What's happening? You're not picking up our phone." And I was like, "Oh god!" You're like, "I'm <laughs> a I'm busy person." <laughs> I even um, told them actually before getting on, but yeah. <laughs> this is the you time gotta they put on call. that thing. There's like a new doohickey that's like, I'm busy. Oh, oh, you really? can't talk to I, me right I now. I just yeah. wish that it wouldn't come on the laptop. Like, I wish I could cancel it somehow. Like oh, the iMessage I, thing. There's a way. I think you can do the like, do not disturb on the laptop. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even with phone, I do it with messages, but I don't. I don't know what you could do with phone, like ringing phone. I think so. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not I'll, the I'll best with up. this. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's one of my last questions, sort of a la the Miro question, or one of the questions in that thing. What advice would you give to a young painter? <laughs> you tell me Work. yours, and then I'll tell you what Miro says. Oh, okay. <laughs> in case um, you don't remember. Oh, I do remember. Um, my advice to young painters, uh, I mean, how about this? You, you come across yourself, you're like painting in, in, in Maryland cause you got your BFA, um, at the Maryland Institute and you're, you come across her and you say, what, what would you tell her? I would tell her experiment don't stick to the same um painting is many things it's not just one thing it can be this it could be that uh don't stick to the traditional um 
figure out your definition for painting, I guess, um, what that means to you in particular. And, but, and, and then, yeah. And, uh, persistence, honestly. And I tell this to the students too, like, just because they're like, we've never painted before. A lot of students have never painted before. So it's like, I teach painting one and painting two. And sometimes they just have never painted before. And I'm constantly like, um, it's okay. You, you know, and, uh, you definitely, the semester will be not fun. Uh, if you're not having fun with it, uh, you know, and if you, if you, if you think, if you keep saying to yourself, I've never painted before, I've never painted before, you know, I think just having fun with it. And then of, of course, just putting in the effort, willingness, of course, and persistence, I think. Um, uh, and then being okay with making just, a lot of shit paintings you know and hell um, yeah <laughs> but yeah and then also but yeah but then you can say what marrow said <laughs> he, he said, said so good. he said work hard and then say nuts <laughs> well actually it's it's uh so if you there's a footnote to nuts he actually meant zut Oh, what's that? Z U T, which is like I, I forget. Here, I'm gonna look it up really quick. Yeah, do because now I'm I'm real curious. Do you like Miro's paintings? I do some of them. <laughs> uh, there's a few. Zut is just damn. Then say damn. Oh, yeah. Damn. Ex- expressing anger, irritation. But I liked the. I just like the word zut though. Now it's like a word that i use sometimes here and there but yeah i just like oh zut. um <laughs> but i didn't know the like the particular meaning um yeah there's the first time i actually there's this one huge one at aic in chicago because i used to go through to get to saic classes sometimes I, you have to, I had to go to the go through the museum mm. there's this magritte and then there's this uh magritte with like the sun one i'm sure okay. you've seen it uh and and then this murrow which is on like this uh tan this like huge tan background with a lot of reds and blacks and a little bit of blue uh whimsical kind of and but that's huge so i think that's when murrow like really but yeah there's that one and there's a few others at aic that i really like um but yeah that book that i I'm still going through that book here and there. I like write like, like his readings. I'll read one chapter or one page sometimes here, sometimes there. But I send this to my students too. This, um, the one that I sent. He's to zesty. You. I I like his uh, <laughs> zest. Um, but I I, I gotta say I have never been a big fan of his paintings. Yeah. But you know I'm not sure I've really given them the the old college try. Right. So yeah, maybe you have to see one in person. I also think like the scale, it being really large and kind of feeling like it was lurking over me. I really liked. Um, and it's like the first one That's in the room better. that I walk into, you know. And I think that all matters too, how it's installed and the McGreed being like right to the left of it also maybe played a huge role. I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well. Yeah. Thank you so much for this yeah, take of two. Of course. Um, I Let really me appreciate sound. it. <laughs> you sound like great. Thank you for okay. holding that microphone. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what's on the on on your dance card coming up? Um, so I'm working towards this 
thing over the summer at Patron in Chicago. It's like me and then two other artists. Um, and then uh, October, I'm working towards a solo show um, at this gallery called Chapter. Oh, yeah. In New York. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it. It'll just give me... Um, still like i mean october seems yeah it's a while away but uh i'm looking but you're working slow yeah i'm just i (laughs) i i like that the deadline is far like you know but i feel like it's gonna come like it's already january has ended already you know um so i really don't have that much uh, you know six seven months really um and then a few things here and there but but yeah those are the two main things i'm kind of focusing on working towards slowly um but i i forgot to mention when we were talking about slowness because i've been really getting into rothko deeper Mm. um and i mean i've always always loved his work since the uh, when i went to see the chapel um for the first time after undergrad but uh uh and then i looked into deeper into like history of the chapel and how you know he was commissioned to do the the work specifically for the chapel in Houston, and it took him more than four years wow. to to do those paintings, and they're giant. I don't know the full dimension, but they have to be larger than hundred inches for sure. Um, and it said that in this book that I'm reading, that it took him a month to do inch and a half inch and a half no no i'm serious (laughs) inch and a half of this giant one painting so i just was like uh, to even be able to calculate that is bizarre yeah yeah it did it did made me question like how can it be that accurate but i just think that just you know he was just really into it i guess and interesting to if to see him paint like if you had to pick this is kind of a fun question if you had to pick one painter and you got to watch them paint a painting paint, who would it be yeah who would it be and they wouldn't know you were watching because i think that's also right. oh like, yeah, yeah that would never work yeah i wonder if he has videos and i don't yeah unless yeah I, probably not because he's yeah of him do you think without. you'd pick him Sure. Yeah, I think so. I definitely right. think so because, especially because I'm reading the book right now, I'm really interested in um, just the, the process, right? And but then I was I was baffled. I was just like, "That's crazy how that is." I mean, I, I'm hoping he was doing other things um, <laughs> while he was working on, you know, probably four smoking years, cigarettes <laughs> and kill, yeah, dying slowly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I can't imagine like, you know, four years for those paintings. That blows um, my mind. But I can't imagine like doing that now, like in 2022, working that slow. I, like, you know, when I tell people like I'm taking a month to do one, there a lot of people are like, what? Right. You know, and I'm not working on anything else. Um, they're like, wait, how do you do this? You Here's know? what I say. It's probably all market driven, right? I mean, not to be like all like cynical, but right. like, no, you know, no. I mean, he that- was mentioning in, in the book too. He was like, he, he just hated the art world. He was like the art, the art world wants me to do other things, but I am just not meant for the art world. He was just like very, he was cynical. He was just like, people yeah. are not, you know, uh, they don't appreciate 
the labor, they don't appreciate the time, you know. Um, so I'm enjoying reading this and I, yeah, I wonder, yeah, how, um, like his contemporaries at that time, you know, they were just making left and right. So you're reading a and, Rothko book. Yeah, it's um, something realities. This is a great book. I'm glad I, you know, slowly reading it, but I've had to like read one sentence over and over <laughs> sometimes because yeah. now I can retain it. So I have to like figure it out and slowly, uh, but yeah, Slow. it's, called, it's just called artist reality. Um. Okay. And here's my last question. Mm-hmm. How do you title the work? Do you take notes? Do you have a studio journal? I do. That's a very good question. Maybe I should have mentioned that before because sometimes the titles come they come before the paintings um many times the title uh motivates a painting yeah fun so i'm it's it's more of like you know when you're just like sitting in your studio you have like these inner dialogues it's just you and the painting and um so a lot of those times i'm writing uh whether it's and then sometimes i'm also writing i also always have like a notebook when i'm reading um because I write like to like jot down words or phrases that stick mm. and maybe I'll use it again later. Um, so Lee Lozano has this book that I've been, I got it from AIC, the Art of Chicago museum and she, her writings are in this book. Mm. They're in this like bold red. And um, so like I go through them and sometimes a word sticks out. I borrow that word and then I make my own sentence. Um, so yeah, so it's a lot of like, because I feel like the the words have really helped me, um, uh, basically giving words to like emotions that you're feeling, mm-hmm. and instead of um, so yeah, so I'll write down a phrase, and then I'll start a painting, or sometimes the phrase comes after I do a painting, and there's also a lot of music I listen to that also helps, whether it's. Hindi music, there's like a lot of Hindi music um, that also helps with the with the titles. But but yeah, it's a mixture of reading from books um, and just like inner dialogues. In your studio journal, do you take down notes on like how a painting comes together, or are you like because I you know I think people use them differently, but I I'm curious about that as a use. Um, no, like notes on like the progression of a painting. Sure. Uh, no, I've never done that. I have photos, uh, where I'll take a photo of like beginning stages and then I'll take one, you know, different times of the day when the light is different and then towards the end. So sometimes I'll see like a progression via photos, but I have never done a, uh, like a jotting down of like via words uh maybe that's like a interesting thing that i could start because i'm constantly writing during painting um, or it'd be cool if you this i tried to do earlier with a different artist for lighthouse works so if you're interested this would be cool yeah. um if you took a picture of your work it would have to be like the same time of day because i guess yeah. it's like 
<laughs> we got a lighting issue. <laughs> right. Um, but it would be like you'd have a tripod set up. It would like never get touched. The painting would never get touched. Oh. And you would like it would be like a time lapse. So you could see it like come together. I have a tripod and I have a DSLR. Like an animation. Studio. I think that would be super cool because you, could, you could make fun. a GIF. And then the right. GIF could like exist. So throughout the day, I start painting at whatever, 10 a.m. or something. And then see like by 4 p.m. what happens. But if you work slow, then it's like right, once it might a day. Not. Yeah. Maybe just once true. a day. Or just even. Yeah, maybe I'll just like just have it there in the background and forget about it. Try to forget and then just see what you just video captures. the whole thing. <laughs> Vig- yeah, video myself. <laughs> just keep it charged <laughs> so it doesn't run out of battery. No, that's yeah. I'm going to look into that. Um, but yeah, because I always slow, wanted to see a yeah. painting come together like that, like just in front right. of my eyes. Like yeah, because sometimes I forget. You know, like wait. Oh, for sure. Like even if it's a month, I mean. You know, I remember in the time in the moment, but there's you know you forget. Memory oh. only lasts for, you know, not <laughs> Gotta that long. Gotta use it for other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea though. I'm gonna, that's smart. Yeah, I'll, I have a tripod and a DSLR in my studio. Let's so I do can, it. I think Lighthouse Works will pay it. you for it. So if you can, <laughs> if you can scrounge it up, you. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. Um. Well. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so, so much. Of course. Of course. It was so nice. Please come back out to the island. Yes, I really want I really want to like maybe in the spring or something. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and keep in touch via our Instagram at to the lighthouse works for any podcast or residency related news. And don't forget to check out all the additional content that accompanies each episode on our website lighthouseworks.us. I also want to say thank you to all the artists and writers who have come through our program. We are routinely in awe of what you do. I also owe a great big fat thank you to Nate Malinowski and Claudia DeSimone. Thank you for keeping us afloat. That's all for me for now. See you next time on More Friends.